0: Host, as always, what's up, everybody? It's Brennan Tassif. Yeah, and you're listening to Cheers from the Press Box. Uh, as always, we'll be doing the kickoff where we get really into minutiae about all the sports, then get to the quick hits with just a couple questions from the weekend. Then we'll be doing our walk offs followed by the press conference. Uh, Greg, kick it off.
1: Ready to return the opening kickoff? Perfect way
0: to kick Huge trade, huge
2: trade, trade of the week, trade of the week.
0: <laughs> uh, Brennan, uh, something that we, I mean, we predicted months ago, months on ago, this show right here, that uh, the Los Angeles Rams would go out and pursue a quarterback by the name of Matthew Stafford, only only because they wanted to pair him with his high school teammate. I don't know if you know this. It's only been said oh in every broadcast, but uh, his high school teammate, Clay Kershaw, who plays for Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, Brennan, I know you're a big Stafford guy. Uh, yes, I am. What were your takeaways from this trade?
2: Um, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm marking it. I said this in the Discord. Uh, the Rams will go at least 13-3. and I'm predicting 13-3. the Rams to make it uh, either... To the uh, definitely the championship game, I'm actually gonna put money on the future for them to make it to the Super Bowl. They have a great defense already. We we've talked about this ad nauseum this whole season that they have mortgaged their future as far as draft picks and cap space this year and next year to win now. And even though McVay gave Jared Goff that contract, um, him in the upper management we knew that we talked about this. He lost faith in Jared Goff this year. Yeah. Um, the fact that he benched him, even though I know he just had surgery on his thumb, but you still had him active and it you didn't have like portals. Yeah. So you lost faith in him. So I'm super stoked. I think Matthew Stafford is very, I'm um, um, don't, don't take this the wrong way. I know Greg might freak out when I say this, but I think he's oh, very, in that same realm of Barry Sanders, where he's a very good player. Barry Sanders is obviously a hall of famer, but Matthew Stafford's a very good player, just not on an awesome team. So whenever they have made the playoffs the three times in his career, they've always gotten bounced. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's a situation where now that he's on a better team, I think he's the catalyst that is going to push them forward. That's what I think. And I think the trade itself is awesome. You know, they had to pay the Jared Goff tax and give up another first round pick, but that's what it is.
0: Yeah, um, I think Stafford would definitely help uh, Los Angeles improve going forward. Um, I also find it very funny that of the three people who have been hamstering the most, we can say, by the Detroit Lions and their general terribleness, uh, Calvin Johnson had to pay yep. to retire. Yep. Uh, literally had to pay money out of his pocket. Barry Sanders walked away. They wouldn't trade him. And Stafford's the only one giving the uh, his walk-in papers um, on good terms. Um, I found Amicable. it very funny. Amicable. Amicably. And they sent him to the place that was highest on his list to go. Um, but I did find it funny that uh, I saw that they made a call to the Packers to see if what yeah, was I good about Rodgers. Yeah, I saw that and then I, I like that uh, Stafford, uh, I don't know if you know Brennan, but Matt Patricia, the rocket scientist, <laughs> he went to school to be a rocket scientist, um, he's back in New England on their coaching staff. Yeah. So Stafford had one team that he would not go to, and that was the New England Patriots. He does not want to deal with Matt Patricia whatsoever. At all. Um. So I found that hilarious. Like, okay, you could play for... Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and
2: Matt. No, no, Walt just because he's on the team. <laughs> I think it's super interesting too, because um, this is now, this will be four years in a row. I believe if I did the math right where they, uh, the Rams will not have a first round pick. Yes. Which is interesting because the first, they round
0: haven't pick... had a first round pick, I believe since Jared Goff.
2: Okay. And it's super interesting because the first round pick in the NFL is something that I think um, in the past has been now, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but it's been almost overrated because of potential and things like that. I think with the numbers and things like that now, uh, analytics wise, people, coaching staffs and executives are starting to realize what's well, a 50-50 proposition in the first round. So why not just give up that first round pick and get a known commodity?
0: Well um, the, the, the arg the counter argument to that is because when you get a first round pick, you get that fifth year option. So you can get him for yeah. fifth year at a low rate. Whereas um the Dak Prescott, uh, Russell Wilson, those guys came in after the first round, so their contract renewals are sooner. So you yes. and like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was able to uh put a gun to the Washington football team's franchise for those two seasons. They had to franchise tag him essentially because he wasn't a first round pick and they couldn't secure that fifth year option. So it kind of gives, it relieves some of that burden there. Um And you know what you have going forward. But like you're saying, I mean, all of the draft is, it's a crap shoot. Yeah. So, I
2: was going to say the fifth round option doesn't matter if you cut him after year two. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like, but I, I, Found this interesting. I heard some talk about this, and I want to get your take on it because it's something we've been talking about for a few weeks now. What does this? Do you think this trade has? Because the NFL is constantly, you know, setting bars for everything else. Yeah. As far as one guy gets a contract, and that's the new bar for corners that's or the tackles. For, yeah. yeah. So, what is your take on Deshaun Watson? Now, I I know what I think as far as what he's going to catch mm-hmm. for a trade. But do you think now everyone's saying like, oh, the going rate right now is two first round picks?
0: Uh, I thought the going rate was always going to be two first round picks. I don't okay. think this puts it over because I'm I'm hearing people say three first rounds, three in a second. I think the going rate is still two um, and other picks because the Rams only sent the second first so that Detroit would take Goff's contract. Yeah, I don't think that was. Matthew Stafford's worst two first round picks at 32 years of age. I think that was like when Brock Osweiler got traded from the Texans yep. to the Browns. Hey, we know this contract is shit. You have the money to balloon it. And here's the extra incentive for doing me a solid. Essentially, Okay.
2: So, and that's an NBA move too, is to, exactly. move, it's to, the move NBA picks to get expirings and stuff. Um, we are going to disagree on this though. I think Deshaun Watson is at least three ones and a two.
0: I mean, because he may of his be, age, because be, of his talent. I just can't. A, a team mortgaging their future for one player, because I mean, I understand it's a crapshoot, but if you have the quarterback, you just want to get good skill position. Where are the top skill positions that are keep the top of the draft? Yeah. Do you want to be the Rams? Does another team want to be the Rams and not have a first round pick until three years from now, because this year goes (laughs) to the Jacks, next year goes to the Jacks, the year after that goes to the Lions, and the year after that goes to the Lions. So I can't see a team knowing that they're bringing a premier talent just be like, hey, we're not going to get you any first round talent for the next three years.
2: Are you cool? (laughs) But I think, see, I I, I understand. And that's the weird thing about it is it's a disagreement, but it's not like we're not arguing about this because we can both see it from both sides. No, we're arguing. I think... (laughs) Kyle loves it when we yell, but we're agreeing. Uh, but I honestly think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be a team that maybe has young skill position players um, like a Jets or something like that. And they're going to say, you know what? We can afford to use the cap space to go get people. We have young talent now, but we have to get the quarterback.
0: Well, the Jets the Jets, and the Dolphins are... Um
2: yeah, the Dolphins and, and as well. Those
0: are his two, uh, we've been led to believe his two preferred targets. Those are interesting cases because in this year, they both have two picks because the Dolphins took one from the Texans and the Jets took one from Seattle. So in the, and then they both have two picks, I believe in the first round next year. So if those are the teams that are going to do it, they still have first round picks. If they don't give up all essentially their first round picks, that kind of alleviates the situation. But a team like we've been hearing the Washington football team, potentially
2: uh,
0: uh, the Steelers or, um, yeah the Steelers would the be Colts, screwed because they're losing like, a
2: lot of their receivers exactly, to free agency like,
0: or the Colts like well the Colts actually Colts have a lot of good talent around Colts them would be set, so yeah. that wouldn't be I about say that wouldn't be uh, too egregious for them to do it but that would hamstring a team um, especially like the Washington football team because I think they still need a lot of pieces yeah, around um, I agree their defense is pretty solid but their
2: offense needs some more work where yeah. um where are you at with Stafford on the Rams as far as the record next year
0: Stafford on the Rams um it definitely propels them back to one two in that division um I would love to see the offseason moves by Seattle um Jess getting a new OC I don't think is really gonna cut it um Yeah, I don't want to be as bold as you and say this automatically shoots them to number one because I'd like to see more from I'd like to see more from the offensive line um, because the offensive line was solid this year I'm not going to lie but um, Andrew Withward is getting older man are you going to short that left side or are you going to have a 38 39 year old protecting the blind side yeah Um, so, and again, as I've been saying for weeks now, I need them to go get a linebacker somewhere, some way they need to go get a linebacker to solidify all levels of that defense. Um, Which you but can get in the I, second, I can definitely third, and fourth see round. Them, uh, becoming a 12 and four, 13 and three team. Yeah, I can easily see it. Yeah. I, like I said, I've talked myself into it. I can easily I see it. I got him, baby. Um, Stafford again. He hasn't. I mean, they should have traded for Lamar Jackson. At least he has a playoff one. Um, I can, but I can see Stafford, uh, rewriting his own history here. Like, uh, like effectively, like when Drew Brees went to New Orleans.
2: Yep, absolutely. Same. I can completely agree with that.
0: Boom, baby. Solid. All right, Brennan. we got a big game to predict. Uh, we can't say the other terminology so it's the biggest game refer to the biggest game of the year that's in a bowl the bowl is mediocre i'm not going to say it's anything other than mediocre the mediocre bowl
2: bread what look too closely
1: at our graphic
2: oh boy who you got (laughs) um so (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) i uh I talked about it last week on my walk-off. I am not going to overthink this. I like Tampa's defense. I understand Ooh. that Kansas City has a potent offense. I am taking the GOAT, Tom Brady, in Tampa Bay. He's doing against, it. I'm He's doing it. Doing it. Because oh, I was, man. And this might actually be me overthinking that I think I'm not <laughs> overthinking because. Overthinking the overthink now. Yeah, the offensive line of Kansas City is banged up. Um, Patrick Mahomes yeah. is fantastic. Everyone knows he is the best quarterback playing right now, but Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Brady, I'm taking Brady. Tampa Bay because I think that defense can get to Patrick and fuck with his timing. And I think that's going to be the key to the game. Everyone's talking about like, cause Kansas city's defense makes plays when they need to make plays when their yeah. backs are against the wall. But I I think Tampa Bay has the better defense and Devin white's back and he's almost a hundred percent healthy. So that dude is a monster, a man amongst boys. And then you've got that defensive line. I'm I know their secondary is young, but I'm taking Tampa Bay straight mm-hmm. up. No points, baby. Who you got, Joe? <laughs> um, I, I'm going
0: to go with the baby goat. Uh, I got Patty. <laughs> Mahomes. That's a great one. Baby. Uh, goat. <laughs> So I have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I have Patrick. Sorry. Sorry, Greg. I'm sorry. I understand his mother's wishes. I will respect him. Um, I, I get short. I get familiar with people sometimes. It's 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 a fault of my own. But I will go it's with Patrick bro. Mahomes. Yeah, it's a little bro. He's younger than me, which is scary. Um he's about to make half a billion dollars. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes, man. I even though I am very fearful of uh Tampa Bay is front four. Um, and what I just saw them do to back up offensive linemen the week, uh, two weeks now. Um, well, whenever the game starts, two weeks prior to Green Bay. I think there's just something different about Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, and Tyreek Hill. They are able they're able to just get into another gear, get into another yeah. level, man. Well, even that's a crazy thing, too, is it doesn't matter if they're down. Even when Fisher went out last week, they still were able to operate at a high level. And yeah, like you were saying, when they're down, you never, they're like the Warriors of 2015, 2016. Yep, that's like, a great analogy. They can be down by that. 10 and you go to get a drink from the kitchen and they've hit 14 three-pointers and they're up by 20.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like this team is, it it, it they score in bunches and they, and they fucking, they're a buzzsaw. And I think, look, Brady, we saw last two weeks ago now, Brady had three picks, man. I don't think Brady's going to be able to hold up for 60 minutes plus an extended halftime break. I think Brady's going to falter in the second half. Brady has only had, if we're going to be honest, Brady's only had like two really good Super Bowls. Like Super Bowls where it's like, oh man, yeah, I see what you're saying. he's yeah. crushed it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I was about to say, Dion Branch was an MVP for
2: one of the Super Bowls, like more well, than that whole Malcolm Butler thing. That and saved then the Malcolm them against, Butler yeah. Thing.
0: Um, the Super Bowl against the Eagles, that's probably one of his, that's probably his best performance in the Super Bowl outside of the drop pass. Uh You don't think catch. Atlanta
2: the comeback would have been? Was, and then
0: I was going to say the Atlanta yeah. one. The only reason I'll say the Eagles one is because that entire game it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Whereas yeah. the Atlanta one. He looked horrible in the first half. In the half, first, yeah, and it then was Put bad. it on in the second half. So as consistent, the Eagles one was probably the best. Again, except for that drop pass. I'm only saying that because my brother listens to the show. He's a Patriots fan, um, because of Drew Bledsoe. For some reason, I still don't understand it. Uh,
2: boy, oh, see, name. that doesn't even make sense. Does Donovan so sense. McNabb I've makes never sense for you and it, it never
0: made any sense to me. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm going with Kansas City, man. And again, I don't want are, I can't. I, I'm I sorry. I don't want my friends to be happy. They weren't happy for that's, me when yeah, the Eagles that's won. True. That's <laughs> so true. I, I just can again.
2: we go back to this real quick? I know you wanted to do a tight thirty, but <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> your brother is a fan of the biggest stat, most statuesque pocket passing, whitest of white quarterbacks. Um. Yeah, he was a blood so fan, man. I don't know. That's I what mean. I'm saying.
0: It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'll never understand. I need. I eventually want to have him on here and uh, me go through all the all his favorite That's teams. So bizarre. But it's yeah. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's such a conundrum. I, I I've never gotten it. <laughs> all right, I've so you got Kansas understood. City. I
2: got Tampa Bay. Here we go, baby. Let's all right. go.
0: All right. Time for the NBA. Uh, We got a big three in the NBA, folks. Uh, Solid slate of game. You know, Brendan, you know one of my favorite things about uh, late January? What is that? NBA basketball? It's when the NFL. Well, it's first when college football is over. So Saturdays are open. Yeah. And then the NFL has a championship week, which then removes the Saturdays completely. And the NBA can put their marquee games on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, man. We had a doozy of a slate this weekend. We had the Lakers versus Boston, the two most NBA championships. I believe 34 now amongst the two franchises because the Lakers captured their 17th
2: last year uh, with LeBron James.
0: Brandon, did you happen to catch this game by any chance?
2: I did not catch it. I did watch the highlights, but I did not catch the full game. Tell me about it because I know the the Lakers won.
0: The Lakers won. We don't even need to talk about the full breakdown of the game. The only game we're going to fully break down really is the Denver game because the Denver stomped all over Utah. Oh, I was, I was thinking
2: DC. I'll I'll
0: get to that. in a second. All right. So final possession, the Lakers have the ball. I believe they're up one. Yeah. The Lakers are up one after Jason Tatum just hit a three. I believe he just scored like the last six or seven points for Boston. Uh, the final sequence goes like this. LeBron gets it at the top of the key, passes in to Anthony Davis in the middle. Is Anthony Davis kind of flounders around, loses the ball. <laughs> the Celtics go down the court. Kemba gets it. fadeaway shot. Rims out. I believe Th- Theus. Is it Theus? Is it Theus? Theus gets. <laughs> Get <laughs> IT on that, baby. <laughs> the- Stat boy. Theus. Goes up for a putback layup. Misses it. The Lakers hold on to win the game. Brennan, this was an insert sequence. Um, Jason Tatum was trailing the play. Didn't get an opportunity to get a last shot. Uh, between him and Jalen Brown, they had like 58 points. Only 10 rebounds uh, versus LeBron and AD's 21 rebounds. Um, man, it was just good to see those two teams slugging it out because that could potentially be the NBA final.
2: Um and you know, yeah, how Boston's playing Jason. a lot better than um, I had anticipated, especially with everything that's happened down in Miami with the COVID situation and all yeah. that. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted, no, I wanted your opinion on this with um, how the 76ers are playing in the East. Um, do you think, who do you think should be favored coming out of the East Boston, Miami or the 76ers? Uh, I definitely don't think Miami. Yeah. Now, do you think there's in that situation? Cause they've only had all their, their true starting five. I think it was like four out of the 19 or 22 games they've been able to play.
0: Look, I think the thing with Miami was, I think they captured lightning in a bottle last season. Okay. I don't think they they can sustain that level of play for an entire for the entirety of the season, uh, especially with Boston, I believe, improving by getting rid of Gordy Hayward because it it complicates things less. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown has emerged, uh, and we're seeing the full potential of what he could be without having that fourth, fifth option there in uh, Hayward. Um, I think Brooklyn, obviously, has gotten better. We'll get to them in a second. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to bring them up. And the Sixers— also have gotten better by getting, uh, moving some pieces. Um, Isn't that
2: crazy how they get yeah. rid of Nick Nurse, and they bring in Doc and Daryl. Are not Nick Nurse, um, Brett. <laughs> Brett, uh, what was his name? Brett uh, Brown. Brett Brown. Yeah, 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 They get rid of him. I'm sorry, Nick Nurse is the- Nick Nurse is in Toronto. Toronto coach who's actually very, very good. I'm sorry. I did not mean to fuck that up. <laughs> but they get rid of uh, Brett Brown and it's like, oh, you can't win. Ben Simmons can't play with MB. They can't do it. They can't do it. Then well, you bring in Doc and you bring in Daryl and it's like, oh no, they're best team in the East right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ended up moving a couple
0: pieces to, uh, because the thing, that, the issue with them- <clears throat> the issue with them, I believe, last year, especially in the playoffs, was they had too many guys doing the exact same thing. Like I thought once they made that trade for or they signed Horford, or however they acquired him last year, um, they had Horford and Bede, Simmons, uh Jason Robinson. Jason Jason Robinson? I don't know kid name. Um, and then Tobias Harris. Their entire their best players were all six, eight and up. You had nobody who can control the ball. You had nobody to space the floor. It was just a clutter. It was a clusterfuck. So the first thing Maury did when he got there was get rid of Horford, who was had got eventually demoted to the bench. Get rid of Is it Jason? Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got rid of Josh Richardson and got Seth Curry. And they got one other piece um, that I can't remember right now um, to help space the floor again, to alleviate, open things up for Embiid in the middle, open things up for Simmons on the break. Like they needed to space the floor. And the prior regime, I don't know why they went after only big. Maybe Elton Brand was doing the John Elway and just getting people that look like him. Um, similar to his skill sets. Um, but yeah, no, they have more uh, open field of play now. They have a a, a freer playing of basketball.
2: Uh, okay.
0: So yeah, I think that, that alleviates a lot of it. But no, I think the Heat, the heat are in an uphill climb, man. Um, the Heat are in an uphill climb. They're only like seven games back, I believe, of either the last position or the first position. Um, but yeah, they're fighting an uphill battle.
2: But, Brennan, yes, you know who went off this weekend? Um, I have a feeling you are going to say your Denver Nuggets.
0: My Denver Nuggets. You know how many Nikola Jokic? Had? I, I just love asking you questions. <laughs> you know how many Nikola Jokic had? Yes, Ooh. I do. My it's man a tongue. Tongue had a of a forty-seven. So forty-seven and twelve. Wow! That boy was on one again. Somebody younger than me. It's it's it really sucks getting old. Uh, all the people become younger Who are you younger telling? Younger. <laughs> Me and Gregor are the two other people on this podcast. He had Greg's age in the stat column. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, yeah, no, Nigel Yotuch went off for 47 in Denver's 128-117 win over the Utah Jazz, who at that point were the number one team in the West. Uh, yeah, and first lost in 10 games. games. Yeah, 11, 11 games. 11, they were on an 11-game <laughs> win streak, and the Nuggets put that down uh, the nugs uh as i uh predicted i gotta stop uh but as i predicted early on after their very slow start i said obviously i believe the nuggets are gonna bounce back and i believe they're number four in the west now after starting off pretty slow um they've climbed their way all the way back to get into the middle of the pack right behind the lakers clippers and the jazz um so yeah I have a lot of confidence in the, Laker, in the Lakers and the Nuggets. Um, and I think Donovan uh, Mitchell played like garbage in this game. Yeah. Uh, he was coming back from, I believe, an uh, abdomen injury of some sorts. Uh, because he had missed the two games prior.
2: Yeah. I saw that. Um, but yeah, do you think I it's mean, over for him? He was, he was a pretty over high for him? What? Well, let me, let <laughs> me rephrase Jack? that. We just talked about this last <laughs> week. I know, but it's just, it's weird to me that because 24 is, you know, in the NBA world, that's your, per, your pretty much like should be a finished product by then. And I just don't I don't know. I know we talked about it a lot. I don't, just don't know if he can carry that team.
0: Carried the team. I mean, he's averaging 22 a game. 22, four and four. that My issue is not with him carrying that team. My issue with him has always been I had a heated argument with somebody prior. Um when I said I, I'd choose Jamal Murray over him because one, he's an undersized two. I believe he's like six, two, six, three. Who, Donovan. Yeah. He's oh, six, foot six foot tall. Six foot. Jeez. I did not realize he was that small. Um, yeah. He's an undersized two for one. And then on top of that, I believe Murray's six, five, Murray, six, five, six, six, but he's a volume score, man. Um, there's only so far you can get with somebody who has to put up a bunch of shots in order to get their points. Um, you want to be the new era of the NBA. You want to be efficient. You want to make the most off the yeah. least amount of shots. You want to use every possession wisely. And I think the it's fun to watch Donovan, but I like what I think what Shaq was trying to say. What, was that type of basketball has kind of been phased out for a more efficient, uh, fluid game versus oh, let me just put up twenty eight shots. Make twelve of them, and it's like There's yeah, the Russell Westbrook model. Yeah, jeez, that's a great segue. Speaking Thank of you. Russ, <laughs> speaking of Russ, I don't know if you folks remember Russ is in D.C., the District of Columbia, um, and they got a big win. You, better you know what their record is against uh, <laughs> every team that's not Brooklyn.
2: Every team that's not Brooklyn, uh, yeah. four and ten. No, two and two and twelve. I think. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot to. It'd be two. Yeah, I forgot yeah, to take out the two and twelve.
0: And then against Brooklyn, they're two and zero. That's where you're going. For. That's
2: where I was trying to go. That's
0: where you were going for. Yes. Yeah, so DC is two and zero when facing Brooklyn, and this one
2: again was a doozy, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to please tell the the listeners the final score and the fact that this was not a double overtime kind of game. This was not a double overtime type of game, folks. I believe the
0: final score was one forty nine to one forty six. Yeah. Um, The final sequence, uh, if you haven't seen it by now, where have you been? Are you living under a rock? What, what's happening here? Um, Kyrie makes two free throws to put them back up by five, I believe. Then Bradley Bill takes the inbound, goes straight down top of the key, hits a J. Three points down by two. For some reason, Joe Harris, I can't say for some reason, because KD was standing there. Yeah, he is. KD I'm watching moves, it right now. And Harris has to be like, oh no. Right and the as ball the ball's coming out. He releases out of his hand. And someone who is probably in your homeroom named Garrison Matthews gets the ball, hands it to one Sir Russell Westbrook, who is having a bit of a bounce back year as far as his three point percentage. He's Just gotten it up to 36. It nails a three-pointer and they score six points within like seven seconds to retake the lead but then to make it worse they the nets get the ball under the basket they try to inbound it and they miss a point blank layup i believe then the wizards gets fouled and they make two free throws to extend the lead to three points but Man, Brennan, you want to know the funniest thing that's come out of this game? What? Now, the Nets, James Harden didn't play in this game, by the way. The Nets have the best offensive rating. Fancy way to just say they have one of the better offenses. Very, very fancy way to say that. One of the best offenses ever since James Harden has been acquired. You want to know what's happened to their defense since James Harden has been acquired?
2: If I'm not mistaken, they're last in the NBA or second to last in the NBA.
0: The worst defense potentially in the history of the NBA since acquiring James Harden. They have now allowed two teams to have their best scoring performances uh, with the Cavs and now with DC. Um, I don't know how this team... Can contend in the playoffs. I don't know if they're saving. That's what you, I was going to ask. you, Do you down think... in the playoff situation. One of those ordeals. But it it is, like I said, like I will say all year, Brooklyn has the best soap opera this year. They're going to be vacillating up and down so aggressively. It's
2: going to be fun to watch. Do you think that they can make up for their lack of defense by just outscoring people or No.
0: I mean, look at their head coach. Look at their assistant head coach. Uh,
2: that's what they did all the time in Phoenix. (laughs) What is it? Six second shot clock or nine second shot clock? What does he run? Something crazy like that.
0: Six seconds, six seconds or less. Yeah.
2: The six second offense. Ten seconds uh, or less. Do you want to? I have an interesting stat for you when it comes to basketball. So, as after this game, the um, Washington Wizards, Wizards were last, were last worst record in the East. And they are only two games out of the eight spot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a- <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah. No, that sounds about right. <laughs> record in these two games out of the eight spot.
0: Yeah. So I think the heat are like seven games out of the f- like top three seed.
2: Yeah. And so we still might be right on our prediction. I, I I can't remember if you did or not, but I predicted they'd make the playoffs. Yes. Oh, what? What? I said, I still will probably write on my prediction that the Wizards will make the playoffs. Remember when they oh. got Westbrook, I was like, oh, they're making the playoffs no matter what. They'll make oh, it. I said Westbrook Scottie and Beal will carry them and to the playoffs. you both said Scottie Brooks is getting fired. Oh, no. Yeah, he's going to get fired. But I think Westbrook and Beal will carry them to the playoffs. I
0: don't know. I think this is not get snapping, traded, but I
2: don't think, he's, I don't think they're going to trade him. Funny thing is another fun stat. This
0: snapped a 10-game losing streak when Bradley Beal scored 40 or more. Usually, when you score forty like Jokic did forty seven, you win the game. Yeah, when he does, doesn't usually go like that.
2: This has got to be tiresome for Westbrook too, because he's at almost every. I think he's like point two or 0.8 off yeah. from a triple double. Again, to always have these crazy stats and like to be in these situations, like at OKC when Durant left, like it's just like yeah, you're getting all these awesome stats, but like what do you? You guys are getting bounced in the first round every year. Yeah. I mean, they might not even make the. I mean, I think they'll still make the playoffs, but they they might not. And he's going to average know. a triple double, and Bill's going to have six or more games with forty plus points.
0: Yeah, Bill's going to average thirty eight. They're not yeah. going to make
2: the playoffs. God, but insane. I mean, it's a
0: it's a it's a creation of his own making. He had the opportunity to be a part of free agency, I believe last year or this year, but he ended up really up, yeah. up in his deal. Um, he wanted financial security, which I'm not going to knock him for, but. He can't be on the sideline, hands in head, yeah, in hands and everything, sulking. It's like, man, you didn't have to stay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> no way forced you to stay, buddy. But yeah, all right. Greg seems a little disinterested with all this NBA talk, so let's try to juice him up, Brennan. It's the NHL. NHL.
2: Duh, duh, duh.
1: Oh, I don't know what the NHL I don't know song the NHL
0: is. theme song is Greg.
2: Do you know what the NHL song? Is? <laughs>
1: Pretty much just the NBC Sports. Oh, okay. all right, sounds good. Because they have most of the national games. All right.
0: Speaking of national games, I don't know if we've gotten any national games, but my Panthers are buzzing. I just want to talk about my Panthers for a little bit. Uh, Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky, uh, Huberdo have been crushing it. Huberdo got moved to the second line because they ended up getting Vahe- Vahegi. Carter Verheiji from Pittsburgh. Um, I knew I was going to mess that name up. Let me go back to my pronunciations that I wrote down. Uh, Give me a second here, folks.
2: You wrote down pronunciations.
0: Verheiji, yeah. Well, we got him from Tampa. He's a young boy. Uh, He's only in his second year this year. I don't know how Tampa let go of him after one year and they won the championship. But between our front two lines, all the acquisitions we made have been paying dividends. Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky? No. Yeah, Sergei Bobrovsky, our goalie. Our goalie's been playing better this year. Um Anthony Duclair from Quebec, brother, on the first line we attained from Ottawa has been playing pretty stellar. Um and yeah, man, no, it's just good to see us. Um the you, the season started off slow for us because we had to wait for the Stars and the Hurricanes with their COVID protocols that we'll get to in a bit. Um and then once we finally came out, we haven't lost a game in regulation, only one loss in overtime. Um, it's been fun to been following the team and not look at the standing and see us five points back with three games in hand like we usually are around uh, January in every normal season because it's close to
2: the end. Beautiful. Yeah. Your Panthers are buzzing. My Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, of course. Playing very, very well. Vascolevsky. Va- uh, <laughs> <laughs> um well, I remember the when they traded two in the
0: division right
2: now. When they traded Ben I'm Bishop, penthouse. I flipped out. This was, what, what was this, Greg, three years ago, four years ago now? They Did brought they brought him,
0: him to the Blues? Did you no, to? Dallas. Um, Dallas.
2: Yeah, they brought in Vascovsky a couple of games, Vassie, um, in relief of Ben Bishop. And he played out of his mind. Like, what do they say? Standing on his head? Standing um, on his head. Played really, really well. But then Ben Bishop Covered was a
0: five hole.
2: Yeah, Ben Bishop was always our guy. And then they traded him. And I was like, no way. But obviously, vassy has been playing very well. They have a Stanley Cup to show for it. So I just wanted to throw that out there Since we're talking about our teams. Yeah, that's hey man, That's the name of the game. It's the name of the
0: show. Um. But yeah, no, it's very exciting. We're tied with you guys in the Columbus Blue Jackets for the top of the division. Greg, do you want to talk about your team here?
1: Sure. I can talk about the Avalanche a little bit. Uh, they've been playing really well. They're in the midst of a four-game series against the Minnesota Wild, two in Minnesota and two back in Denver This week, coming up the next couple of days. But uh, every single game, they seem to lose a top player to injury, so it's getting kind of scary out uh, there but I don't that's know the good. extent of McKinnon's injury, but arguably the best player in the league was injured in the last game. Lower body injury, that's all they tell you. Haven't heard anything about it, so at most, I think it's probably not that rough, but they've lost some players in every single, like one player each game, at least. Yeah, but upsetting. they're still winning. Well, they got a point. They lost in overtime on Sunday, but playing like one the they're the favorites in Vegas to win the whole thing, and they're playing like it. They're deep, luckily, with all these injuries, and so it's fun to watch. It's very exciting. Very happy about my Colorado Avalanche. Just stay healthy. Just, so,
0: just, just, just keep stay. it going. Just stay healthy, guys. Um, huge shout out to Kyle and his Flyers. <laughs> uh, also, Scott's Vegas Knights. Just gonna. Oh yeah, we got to give Anderson to a shout out
1: to his Pittsburgh.
0: Anderson Penguins. is Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Penguins.
1: Penguins.
2: Penguins.
0: Penguins. I said Pirates, didn't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, get ahead of myself and fired a of the Rangers uh, Karen is a Lightning fan. We already mentioned the Lightning. Um, but uh, Brendan, I don't know yes, if sir. you know, but Ovi had yeah, missed that was the previous huge 10 games um, in COVID protocol. And he came back and he got the game winning score last night. Last night? It was two nights ago. I'm losing yeah, track it would be two time. nights when this drops. I was, I'm losing track of time. But got the overtime goal, I believe, like within the first minute of OT. Um, It's just cool for somebody. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Ovi. I like Ovi. I'm not afraid to admit it. I like Ovi. I mean, he's gregarious. He's a bit of a a Luddite, but he's fun to watch. Uh, Somebody I root for. Um, So did you have any thoughts about him coming back from protocol to secure this win?
2: Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think that the um, Washington Capitals had to weather quite a storm when it comes to losing their captain and one of their best players um, with this protocol and everything that was going on like that. And I think it's, I think it's very telling of Alexander Ovechkin's career and just him as a as a hockey player coming back and just kind of like taking charge and leading the team. And then now all of a sudden they look like the capitals of old. Yeah. So I, I think that it just speaks volumes of him as a captain. I know he's not the, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for. He's not the warmest guy for some of his teammates. <laughs> um, there's stories about him, you know, I'm allegedly being, you know, kind of drunk all the time and kind of being an asshole, but he's Russian. Yeah. That's what they do. And I he mean, can,
0: yeah,
2: he can fucking skate. So, and he's
0: like cool with Pudin, which isn't
2: great. Yeah, that's also weird, but but he can skate. My man can play some hockey. So, I think, I think this him coming back and them getting through this uh protocol issue is gonna there. I think that whole team is gonna turn around and I think they're poised to to make a run. I don't think they'll make it to the uh Stanley Cup final because they gotta go through Tampa to get there, but what. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna turn it around for sure. I think I think it's like I said, super telling of him and as a hockey player that he comes back and then boom, they get the win.
0: Yeah, I was say, his new nickname should be the number one ex Russia's number one export. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of all this protocol covid protocol that he was in and they were in um we've talked about it pretty much with every sport league um the nfl had their rough patch mlb nba had a bit of touch and go situation a couple weeks ago or months ago time was too fast um and now we're seeing how it spread more so in hockey um a lot of the number of games i mean in most places it's pretty fine but um, in the West, you see an unbalanced number of games. I believe the Vegas Knights had to stop practice today. Uh, like I said earlier, the Stars in Colorado, I mean, my Panthers only have played six games where the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings, who are trash, have played 10 games already. Um, so how do you how do we feel that? Uh, and Greg, I want to bring you in on this. How do we feel hockey is taking the approach to the COVID protocol after doing the bubble last year, do we think... I mean, obviously, I think we all can agree that everybody should have went to a bubble, but it's hard to do. And they've tried with this unique uh, division setup, but um, how do you feel like it's working for you so far?
1: I think the unique division setup is one of the biggest issues when there are COVID issues because you're playing two games or even four, in the case of Avalanche, this week against the same team. So if one of those teams gets uh you know have to stop playing that's a bunch of games for another team not just one game with one team it could affect for the next you know 3 or 4 weeks just the way yeah, the schedule works point. so it's tough i mean they didn't have any issues when they were in the bubble for the playoffs but <laughs> that's a little yeah. too much to ask for a full season or partial season i mean yeah, they just got to yeah. deal with it and uh you know they've they had a lot of they had a few months to figure it out and hopefully they got all their shit down and uh they'll make it to the postseason without too many issues to make it a balanced and fair
2: uh playoffs. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh
2: Brandon, any thoughts? Um I I think we're all in agreement, but I definitely agree with uh what Greg's saying is, you know, you can only do so much and they're trying to get back to some semblance of normal. And some States are saying, no, we're going to allow fans into the rink and then other States and other countries are like, no, absolutely not. So the NHL is doing this, you know, it's a weird dance where it's like, well, we don't want to lose out on money in places where we can still make the money to cover the expenses, but we also don't want to put people in too much of harm's way. So it's, you know, what, what's, good for the goose is good for the gander, I guess. I think they're doing everything they can. If the NFL taught us anything, it's that it doesn't fuck it. Like the show will go on. It does not (laughs) matter. We're just going to keep pushing through this. Um, And I think if professional sports um, wants to take its lead from the NFL, they're going to just keep pushing. But you know, with the NBA situation, it was a little different games got postponed and moved around much more so than they have in the NFL. And I think the same thing's happening in hockey. But I think they have to, they want the season to continue. They're going to have to push forward. But I think they're doing, like you said, with the new divisions and everything kind of shaking up, I think they're doing the best that they can. Um, But really it's like, it's a bizarre situation because it it is a business on paper. It's a business. So they want to make their money. But at the same time, you don't want to, injure or potentially harm your working, your employees. So it's a weird, it's a weird game to play. It's a weird, you know what I mean? Balancing. Yeah, it's, act. All, it's all a bit of a Russian roulette situation. Yeah, exactly. Cause you know, there's, it's bizarre cause we talk about this and this is a little unsports related, but we talk about this all the time. With the network is that you know I'm in Florida, you're in Georgia. I'm still doing shows, like you're still going to work, and then we've got some guys like Scott and Farzad who live out on the West Coast and they're on lockdown, and it's yeah. it's just weird because it's the like, Honda West Coast. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's 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 bizarre because the same thing is happening with all sports, especially the NHL now because they went from the bubble. That, you know, the NBA did the bubble. They tried to do that similar situation to now just kind of playing. Like, I think they're going to just keep pushing. I yeah, think they're like- going to
0: keep pushing. I feel like hockey, with the division set up, I feel like they had the, they had what I wanted the NFL to do. that I kind of wanted the NBA to do was make multiple bubbles. Like, instead of these, quote unquote bubbles where the teams are just playing each other, but they're still living their daily lives to a degree. So they have maximum potential for exposure. If they could have just secured an area and had like how in the bubble, they would have two, three games going on at a certain time and be able to bubble the players with their families. Essentially. Um, I feel like they could have gotten that done,
2: but but how much can you really ask? Like, hey, you, yeah, your I know, wife, that's and your three kids—it's all, all sitting it's in a all, hotel room all day. It's not easy. None of, none of this, this whole year, we're all
1: making sacrifices, buddy. Yeah,
0: I was about to say none of this has been easy.
1: <laughs> it was uh, weird. I was watching the Red Wings. Uh, your Panthers were in Detroit, and they had fans, but they were only on one side of the ice, and they were just—you know—every thirty well, feet I there were two, saw, two guys watching. It was. So, I just
0: saw a clip. What's the point of having
1: seventy-five people at the game?
0: I saw a yeah. clip where uh the Lakers are playing the Hawks and there's a fan getting into it with LeBron James. Yeah, like, what the fuck that? are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, some lady. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Some lady. What? Take us to the quick hits.
2: you be surprised how quick and quick
0: name hits Quick Hit. I will say, I think we handled that HL toll segment. Way better than I anticipated when I put that in the rundown. We really? did a great job there, guys. Yeah. Great um, job, good, a hockey job. Podcast?
1: <laughs> good job. Good job. Good job, us. We're going to need to after the NFL. Yeah, yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie to you guys.
2: <laughs> I looked up hockey podcast to be like, God damn it. Now I'm going to have to get caught up on everything.
0: All right, well, getting caught up on everything, Brennan. I don't know if you know, but Nolan Arenado from Greg's Colorado Rockies got moved to the St. Louis Cardinals for virtually a nothing. A pack of chewing gum and some duct tape. Uh, a couple seeds, a couple sunflower seeds, and a, a, a tin of tobacco, chewing tobacco. Um, Greg, what do you have to say for your Yeah,
2: friends? bring Greg in on this because this the, is the That's this all the, that you the
1: deal love, that Detroit like, got. I think that's what the Rockies should have got for Arenado at least, because <laughs> he's one of the best, if not one, the best third baseman in the history of damn baseball. And uh, what exactly they, they did got, they, they got get for him. for him? Some minor league pitcher, minor leaguers, a,
0: a pitcher picks, who's nothing, and no they like two picks, about. yeah,
2: two picks and
1: three players, right? And we paid them money, like fifty million dollars, right?
0: Yeah, they put fifty yeah. mil in their so, pockets to take them.
1: Yeah, here you are as the best third baseman, and we'll give you $50 million. Here you go. Thanks. People are upset.
2: Are they? Uh, are the Rockies now, because you guys know I don't follow baseball as closely as other sports. Are the Rockies known for being a, uh, a stingy or cheap team. franchise? Yeah, frugal. Um,
0: I, I, I'm starting to – I was thinking about it today because I was seeing to myself, I was like, okay, now this is Troy Whiskey, Nolan Arenado, Uh, Trevor Story is obviously going to be next Uh, like what is the talk in on the ground we have an embedded reporter what's the talk on the ground in Colorado
1: well I mean they do seem to not spend all the money they could but they also have a good farm system and they're able to bring young guys in you know like Arenado came up in the system uh, most so they're pretty good at drafting and bringing players Mm -hmm. up but once they become superstars, they're not willing to keep him. them. whiskey. he was fine. You know, he was injured all the time. He couldn't play a full yeah. season. But uh, Arenado's this is this is rough because he's so good, and I've never seen anybody better than him. At least not in Colorado. The
2: and it's I'm just too, right? frustrating
1: because he's we we should have been able to get like a whole pitching rotation for what we. Got rid of Honestly. You know?
0: the thing I'm perplexed about with El Renato, and I mean I've seen this with the Marlins like a couple of years ago when Stanton got traded, but at least we got an everyday player in Sterling Castro and we got prospects. Um we also put money in their pockets because it's a big contract, but that was like five years after Stanton signed the contract with us. Because we signed him to a 13-year deal you guys signed him like a year ago why would you you should have traded him before you signed him then to get the maximum value because then he would have getting what, him would have had 8-10 years of him
1: I can't tell you what they're thinking I mean uh, it's it's baffling I know people are very <laughs> upset angry they're turning against the Rockies like I'm not going to watch them this year so yeah. I don't know
2: Damn, Aaron being traded has had did the same effect as Kaepernick taking a knee. <laughs> <laughs> want Brennan brought it up. It wasn't me. I want that on the record.
1: <laughs> okay. It's frustrating.
0: All right. Let's go into Brennan's area expertise. I'm really hoping he called his uncle on this one. Oh, you Brennan, better believe it. <laughs> Brennan, so I'm aware that Patrick Reed went full Patrick Reed this weekend. What happened?
2: Full Patrick Reed. So what happened was uh, Patrick Reed ended up winning, I believe by five strokes. Um, Yeah. In the tournament, um, he said, so what the whole controversy is about is he said that his ball was embedded, went picked it up, moved it, got a rules official after the fact, the rules official agreed with him, said it wasn't a penalty. Um, And then there were people on the broadcast who have multiple championships, um, under their belt, who that were just not many happy. tour players. Nick Faldo and the boys, yeah, and they just weren't happy with the the way the situation went down. Um, Rory did, I believe, the exact same thing, and nobody yeah, had a problem I, I heard with this it as well. Because Rory, um, nobody He's has a beloved. problem with Rory. Rory's beloved Patrick Reed is seen as an arrogant prick by a lot of the guys on tour, and that's not alleged. Dustin Johnson straight up said as much. Um. Yeah. And he's like,
0: he's like one of the most hated
2: people. Yeah. Th- he so might be more hated than DeChambeau, honestly. I think he is. Um, so if, if full disclosure, if people don't know what happened to him, he won a national championship in college and was also dismissed and suspended from, uh, multiple, uh, golf teams that he was on. He's not an easy guy to get along with. He thinks he is God's gift to golf and he doesn't even, he lacks some of the talent when it comes to like, Just a traditional style golf game. He makes up for it because if he's up and down, he's going to get within a foot of of, like within a couple of feet to put in. But like driving, some of his wedge game is off. Like he's Mm. just not seen as a traditional powerhouse when it comes to golf, but he fucking gets it done. And people don't like that. People don't like that at all. And he's he's an arrogant prick. People don't like him. So that's where all the controversy came from. He basically told everyone to go fuck themselves um, (laughs) and won the tournament. So it didn't really matter. But like you said, between him and DeChambeau, there is definitely, there are some villains in the world of golf. There are some heels and it's fun to root against them. uh, That's for sure.
0: Well, I mean, I I don't want to say I fully root for him because I need to go see, I need to make sure he's a, person I can stand behind. It. If he's just a yeah, jerk. Especially, <laughs> yeah, yeah. About to say, especially in the golf game. If he's just a jerk that it's like, eh, I got no issue with him because I was I was annoyed by, just like with this one, like everybody piling on to him and like you said, I found out that Rory had did something similar and nobody said two words about it. But um I think it's now it's two years ago when uh, I forgot where they were playing, but he moved a little sand. Yeah. everybody was like, oh, my God, the integrity of the game. I'm like, shut the fuck down. Like, yeah. you guys make a big deal out of every little minute thing. Like, he moved a pebble of sand. Oh, my gosh.
2: I did uh, <laughs> I did speak with my uncle about this. For those of you who don't know, my uncle um, is heavily involved in the golf world. Uh,
0: Huge shout out to Brendan's uncle.
2: Yeah. What's up? Uncle T, eGolfRings.com. Check it out if you want to work on your golf hey, game. Hey, he's not putting but, uh, money in the show. <laughs> but he, he, so he's very, uh, very proper in the way that he described it, but he just said that. Uh, Patrick Reed thinks that he's going to basically rediscover the wheel when it comes to golf and <laughs> traditional style golfers don't appreciate that. You know, you're supposed to do it a certain way. Um, you know, the way Tiger did it, the way Jack did it, the way Arnold did it, like that's the way you're supposed to play golf. And when guys don't do it like that, it, it rubs them the wrong way. So that's, that's what it is. Cause Rory does that respectability politics. Yeah. President. And he just doesn't, you know, it's very, it's very um, unconventional, unorthodox. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. It's very unorthodox the way he plays. Also, just while we're on the topic of golf and the quick hits, because I know we're going to move on. It. Did you see the Justin Thomas situation? JT? No, what happened with JT? Um, so he dropped a, um, a word that is not oh, appropriate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, in the middle of a putt. Um, yeah, I, he dropped
0: the F yeah. word. Uh, derogatory towards a sect of people. Um, yeah. I believe yeah, he, he said, lost some sponsorship. He uh, lost uh, behind behind Polo
2: Ralph Lauren, his biggest sponsor, within 60 seconds of saying it. Oh, really? Wow, I didn't know it was that. F- I thought it was yeah, days like, after. No, wow. it was a few minutes after. It was, somebody said it was between 60 and 180 seconds. They, like, <laughs> canceled his contract. Wow. Uh, um, I don't know if that was being hyperbolic, but it was definitely the same day, though. But I just, I don't know. I don't don't know what that has to do with anything. I just don't. I I wanted to bring it up because it seemed like news to me.
0: No, I mean, that's very newsworthy. I don't see why he... What would have happened on the the course for... He just missed the putt. I'm saying, like, how is that the first word you go to? That's 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 exactly <laughs> what I thought too. <laughs> I'd go fuck, yeah, <laughs> shit. How how is that the goddamn word?
2: goddamn sucking motherfucker? But yeah, like the fact that in the
0: law. But
1: it's
2: like, these days, it's, it's like, just as offensive. I just,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I just um,
2: yeah, it, you
0: know, it's such a it's such an extreme. Obviously, he's, to go he's to. not
2: the probably the most. Understanding or open-minded person, if that's the first word he goes to, obviously. Um, I, I mean, I let. I mean, I think we can all uh, summate that. Yeah, I think s- from that sumise. situation, sumize. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Made it Sounds
0: like, uh, well, speaking <laughs> of. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that
2: up because it's kind of newsworthy, and we we're talking about golf. But yeah, Patrick Reed going, Patrick Reed, baby. He Patrick, going Patrick, going Reed. Patrick
0: Reed, all right. Well, you guys know I love me some footy. Uh, I'll give you a quick football rundown of the EPL, which I follow heavily.
2: um, That's soccer, ladies and gentlemen. He's not talking about a weird foot fetish. (laughs) I'm not Rex Ryan. Or (laughs) Quentin Tarantino.
0: Uh, The English Premier League, EPL, Um, as I've stated on this show, I'm a big supporter of the Fulham Football Club. And Jesus Christ, we can't win a game to save our goddamn life. You need to talk to TK and tell him to do more. We didn't even get the striker we wanted today at the end of the transfer window. We got our second choice. Um, The first choice went to Everton. Um, But we are... I'll ask him what's going on. (laughs) Please, ask him what's going on. Uh, I love Scotty. I love Scotty, But more needs to happen. Um, where's tc <laughs> where's tc i haven't seen tc in weeks now um i need my number 10 on the field uh we're now seven points behind brighton um who we drew with two games ago zero zero nil nil um we drew saturday a game i watched wired to wire with fucking west brom who's under us. We let them take the lead. We went into halftime. We should have been up 3-0 at halftime. We let them come back. And then in the second half, they went up 2-1. And then we had to fight for survival and got a late header by a calf. um
2: Are you guys at risk of again. dropping out of the yeah, EPL we're again?
0: relegation zone for seven no, points. you just I got back. Out. Brendan, this is the existence I live in. <laughs> Two years ago, we went up and then we went down the following season. Um, we haven't stayed Stable for a while now. Um, and we the, the issue is we had eight draws, 10 losses, only two wins. You know, I mean, you want to know how many of these games in recent weeks we've gone up first like five or six of them. We went up on Liverpool, then we lost. We went up on Newcastle, then we lost. We went up on West Brom the other day, then we lost. We were up on who? There was another big team. Oh, we went up on Man United, who's number two in the league right now, and then we ended up losing that game. It's like, come on!
2: When it comes to uh, the English one,
0: Man you two, Liverpool three.
2: When it comes to the English Premier League, if you beat a team that's like ranked one or two, does that count for more points, no. or is it just a <laughs> win to wish. win?
0: I wish no. So a like, could you turn your whole season and-
2: around by getting like one win against Man U and be like, yeah, we made it? Well,
0: well, effectively. Like uh, some of these teams that are at the bottom, Burnley, who's in the 16th place, um, I believe they have a win uh, against one of the top seeded teams. The thing with those wins, they don't turn your season around as far as their more points. A win is three, a tie is one. Um, but what that does is you win a game that effectively you had going into as a loss.
2: Okay, I see. What you're so saying. you
0: have three gifted points. Yeah. That's basically a gifted three points. And then if you take care of the people around you and the people below you, then you're solid you should be
2: going on to the next level. What's the league underneath the English Premier League? Uh the Championship League. Okay. And so what happened? How many teams are in the EPL?
0: Uh twenty teams in the EPL, twenty-four in the champions, uh three how teams many th- come up, three teams go down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Damn,
2: so you're in the bottom three out of twenty yes! teams? Yes. We're in the bottom
0: three, man. And we didn't, I think we didn't do enough in this transfer window um, to help us. I'll get on
2: Tony. I'm going to see what's going on with this. I'll I'll report back to you. Tony, I love you. You went on Fullmish. And I love... Hey,
0: Tony! You went on Fullmish, which I enjoyed hearing you. You need to come on here so we can talk this out. Uh, And we can also talk about the Jags at the same time. NAEW. Everything you need to promote, come here. We talk to (laughs) you. Everything you need to promote. (laughs) Everything you need to promote, Tony. Brendan, I think it's time for the walk-off.
2: Let's do it. Welcome to the big leagues. Two-run walk-off homer for Cabrera. You can smile. That's okay. I probably should have asked you this earlier, but I went last last week, right? I'm going first this week. Whoever hosts goes. Yeah, remember whoever hosts goes last. We figured this out last week and the week before and the week before. (laughs) Brennan, you're
0: giving up too much game. Uh can I go first and you go second? Because yours is probably like well Mine's super emotional. Yeah. So okay, so I'll go first and I'll okay. end it all. Yeah, I don't yeah. <laughs> all right. Because I want to dedicate my time to the ladies. If you folks are watching this last couple of weeks, I've been wearing my new favorite hoodie, which is the WNBA orange hoodie. Um or you'll catch me wearing the WNBA uh dad hat. Um so today, February first is the first day of uh free agency. People are moving teams. I just wanted to recap who was moving and what. All right. A lot of these names are going to be difficult for me, folks. Uh, if you don't know, I'm uh, not the greatest reader. And then when names from different countries come up, doesn't help me at all. Uh, just listen <laughs> to Who Does a okay. Um Natalie Ochoanawa has moved from the Indiana Fever to the Minnesota Lynx. Alicia Clark. Alicia Clark. Alicia Clark. Alicia Clark. I'm sticking with Alicia. Alicia Clark moves from the Seattle Storm. who just won the title. She's going to D.C. The the Mystics. Uh, Alicia Gray, spelled differently. Same name, obviously, Uh, is staying with the Dallas Wing. Uh, Jantel Lavender is moving from the Sky to the Fever. Kayla McBride is going from the Aces to the Lynx. Big move here, folks. Big. If you know anything about WNBA basketball, you know this name I'm about to say right now. Candace Parker leaves the Sparks to go home to Chicago to play for the Sky. And Chene Parker, no relation, no relation to Candace, leaves the Sky and comes to my Atlanta dream. Uh, Epiphany Prince. Is staying in Seattle. Diana Taurasi staying in Seattle, and the legendary Sue Bird also is staying in Seattle. And then there's one other thing. If I'm going to read for the ladies, I got to read this. Uh, big personal news by La mm, La. Mm, it! Every these names: La 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 Clarendon. <laughs> <laughs> she had got top surgery, and she put out a tweet. Um, And I just wanted to read it because I think this is very brave and very powerful. She says, I'm usually scared to share news publicly, but the amount of hate, myths and ignorance actually had me debating, sharing this joy. I had top surgery. I'm feeling free and euphoric. My body and my body and wants. I'm fearing mm, bad screenshot by me Uh, and my body and want trans people to know and see what we've always existed. Always existed. No one can erase us. So she got top surgery. She's being who she wants to be. She's already married. So it's not like she's looking for anybody, but she's just becoming more comfortable in her own skin. I think that is a very uh, powerful message to put out there in a time where people of that um, community feels lonely often and they need to know that they do have allies and heroes
2: Beautiful. That was moving. I'm glad you hijacked the walk-off segment to do a WNBA segment because you didn't want to put it in the rundown.
0: I didn't want to put it in the quick so I was like, I can't do the scene.
2: <laughs> we can't do soccer and the WNBA. Yeah, I was like, that's,
0: that's too much for me to put in the quick So I was like, I'll just make it my walk-off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you started, I was like, wait, has he started? Because it was just like a segment. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this one's gonna be weird. That's why I was like, I'm
0: gonna go first. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Joe and Greg, shut up. Nope. Mine is a pretty serious one. I'll probably cry. So that makes great content. Get the clip ready, Marcus. Um, Mine's called Gladiators No More. With the recent death of a former teammate, I was inspired to look inward at the person I was and the person I am today. I do not know the cause of death, nor is it my place to ask, but I have lost several teammates in the past to things that seem unreasonable. I too almost died from something that is hugely avoidable, but seemed inevitable with my mental health and stability issues. These are issues at the time of my playing career that seemed priceless but have turned on me as I've gotten further away from football and competition. The fact that I was a hyper-competitive, crazy addict was rewarded in my time playing football. Now those traits are deemed uncouth in modern day society. When I describe those characteristics, I want to make it perfectly clear what I mean. First, hyper-competitive is not just my way of saying I got mad when our team lost. I wish it were just that. What I am talking about is a feeling in the pit of my stomach when I would make a mistake, regardless of if it affected the outcome of the game. A pit that made me think things like, you are worthless. And no matter how many things you do right, you will always fuck it up in the end. This feeling drove me to always try to be the best at everything I did. When you are playing competitive sports, that is a trait that is as intangible as leadership. Fast forward though to real life and it is not a quality many find appealing. Yes, you want to try to do your best, but looking at adult life as a zero-sum game is dangerous. That means the only way I can be the best is to be better than the rest of you at whatever task it is. This creates an unneeded and unwarranted tension between myself and people I work with, be it comedy, serving, or podcasting. Also, it ramps up my already heightened anxiety always trying to outdo everyone else. Crazy is just that, crazy. I once put my hand in a red ant pile before a play on offense, and I just let the ants bite it because had I moved my hand, it would have been a false start penalty. At the time, my teammates awed at how crazy that was, and it was, but that's what needed to be done. I've also taken a knife to my own forehead to prove a point to a teammate I had gotten into a scuffle with at a party. I was told by coaches who found out about it, we need that kind of intensity on this team. Again, that type of behavior was revered and rewarded in that environment. But in the real world, not only is it frowned upon, but can end me up in fights, jail, or even dead. Finally, my addictive behavior. Back then, being in the gym twice a day while still having a full class schedule and two days for practice seemed a little much, but required. Also, dumping my entire life into football seemed necessary to succeed, and just maintaining everything else was a reasonable trade-off. However, something happens to you when you lose that thing that you have put so much time and energy into. When football was taken from me, I did not lose that addictive trait, but I did find a new place for it. In hindsight, it should have been the classroom, but in my case, like so many other former athletes, it was drugs and alcohol. There's no further explanation for why this is bad in the real world. This too is the thing that almost killed me. These are just three examples of traits that seemed indispensable years ago, given what I was. Now they are viewed as character defects. I must work on tempering down. I was expected to say, well, I'm no longer an athlete, so just let me take all these unnecessary for normal life traits and put them away. But that's not how life works. In the words of Bane, I was born in the darkness and molded by it, and I can't just toss that aside. Moving forward, I will continue the journey I have been on for many years trying to dilute some of these outrageous defects, and hopefully I will find peace, because I am a gladiator no more. Solid. Word.
0: Um, I I appreciate um, and commend you with your openness, (laughs) Uh, week in and week out, um, on some of these, you really didn't
2: cry. I was very proud <laughs> of myself. Almost guy, got myself twice. I so,
0: wa- I so wanted you to cry. So wanted you to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, um, the way you're you allow yourself to be vulnerable in front of us and anyone who listens and anybody who watches, um, it's commendable, man. Uh, Who
2: put the sad faces in the chat? <laughs> Craig, I think I that did was, that before that, you even started talking.
0: That
1: was pre walk off. I just saw it.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Love you, buddy. Love you guys. Take us to the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference
1: in its entirety. All
0: right, folks, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Uh, you can check out this podcast at cheering press Brennan, you got anything to promote?
2: Yes. Uh, I also do comedy. I know after that walk off, you'd be shocked to hear it, but, uh, <laughs> at Brennan T comedy on all social media, um, everything, Snapchat, TikTok, fucking Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all at Brennan T comedy. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Um, it's a show I do uh, as a comedian. I have different guests on and we talk about crazy drinking stories, drug stories, getting in trouble stories, not just comics. Um, Joe's been on there. I have musicians, artists, actors, uh, chefs. I'm trying to get my brother on who's got a PhD in Ooh. chemical engineering. Uh, I just like talking to interesting people because we all have those crazy stories. Um, and check out my website, Brendan T I have upcoming dates here in Florida and also Georgia coming up in the next couple of weeks. So check it out. So I' was Greg. Uh, we have a discord for everybody in our community Cheers for
1: the press box a new low who does a podcast misbehavior journal club. We all come together on Discord. You can find a link to that and all our other social media stuff at Anulo.co. All right.
0: Brennan, take us
2: out and that's why we play the game. Hello hello. Huge shout-out Keegan Peterson, 22, man. Rest in peace, brother. You shout-out Serena Williams, the best-times player we've ever seen.
1: You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with host...